0: Om namo, Om, namo Om, namo Om, namo Om namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, chapter 9, verse 39. It's a very long verse, I'm just going to... Um, read. Translation. Yeah, translation. <coughs> Therefore, O killer of the Madhu demon, incessant transcendental bliss flows in the minds of those who have even once tasted, but a drop of the nectar from the ocean of your glories. Such Ex- exalted devotees forget the tiny reflection of so-called material happiness produced from the material senses of sight and sound. Free from all desires, such devotees are the real friends of all living entities. Offering their minds unto you and enjoying transcendental bliss, they are expert in achieving the real goal of life. O oh Lord, you are the soul and dear friend of such devotees who never need return, need return to this material world. How could they give up engagement in your devotional service purport? Although non-devotees, because of their meager knowledge and speculative habits, cannot understand the real nature of the Lord. A devotee who has once tasted the nectar from the Lord's lotus feet can realize what transcendental pleasure there is in the Lord's devotional service. A devotee knows that simply by rendering service to the Lord he serves everyone. Therefore devotees are real friends to all living entities. Only a pure devotee can preach the glories of the Lord for the benefit of all conditioned souls. Nice verse actually. No wonder I'm supposed to speak on this verse. Uh, uh, Krishna's arrangement. This yeah, so Krishna explains in the Bhagavad Gita, Sruhidam Sarva that he is the friend of all living entities, he's sitting in the heart of all the living entities. And he's guiding uh, the living entities, those who uh, express their sincerity to serve him. So the devotees of the Lord are, according to this verse, is the friend of all living entities because they are, they are so dear to Krishna. They, they become as much as like Krishna. Sometimes like the demigods, like Brahma, Shiva, they're also known as Bhagavan uh, because they are so dear to Krishna, they are almost like Krishna, and the devotee means one who is, according to this purport, Prabhupada explains uh, that (coughs) um, a devotee, he knows that simply by rendering service to the Lord, he serves everyone, therefore devotees are real friends, and and explains here, uh, a devotee who has once tasted from the Lord. Service attitude, it comes from um, also that you have a taste for service. The Very meaning of chanting Hare Krishna is also please engage in your service. So devotional service means <clears throat> those, who, those who have the taste to, to serve Krishna. Just like we like to taste food stuff offered to Krishna, prasadam. Similarly, we also have to have taste for serving. Serving Vaishnava, serving Krishna. So the demigods are always praying. Suras, the demigods, they are devotees of Krishna. They are praying to Krishna, please uh, engage us in your service. In the heavenly planets, there is very less um, uh, time for austerity. There is too much enjoyment in the heavenly planets. So they are always asking, if they are sincere demigods, they will ask, please engage us in your service. So this is why even here in this world, when there is uh, some sensual pleasures, we forget Krishna. So this is why we need to always observe in Krishna consciousness so that we don't um, become addicted to sense enjoyment. We have to stay observing Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness is the real pleasure of a devotee's life, in the life of a devotee. Um, just like uh, uh, all of you uh, and all the devotees all over the world, you know, you take higher pleasure in chanting Hare Krishna. You take higher pleasure in serving the deities. You take higher pleasure doing all kinds of menial services. Just like cleaning toilet, cleaning toilet, it's a very menial work. Um, you know, if I have, a, if I get a job, uh, you know, I don't mind to clean the toilet here in the temple. But not in the Flinders Street Station. You know, all kinds of people are, uh, you know, going in there. So, cleaning toilet is a very menial work. But if we do for Krishna, it is the highest service. Cooking, uh, cooking is actually um, it's a shudra work. You know, cooking and feeding people and cleaning. This is also, but in Krishna consciousness, is the highest service because it's done for Krishna. That's what we always have to understand. Uh, even people. Who, They're choosing a job. They want to have a job that is very uh, prestigious job. Um, uh, Work at the uh, computer work, at a graphic designer work, at IT work, or uh, maybe uh, some other work that are very prestigious. But nobody want to clean, and nobody want to do those kind of uh, cleaning the street, uh, pick, pick fruits and flowers. And that's why there is a problem here in Australia, labour jobs. And they have too many um, people that are in, the, on the, in front of a computer, but they don't have enough people to pick fruits. They have to get labour. So there is a the shortage of labour. They had problems last two years because of the COVID. People weren't coming here. So similarly, we want people who want to serve Krishna. There's lack of devotees. And Prabhupada explains, the ninety-nine percent of the population are interested in sense gratification. Very few people are interested in God. Just like this morning, this Bhagavatam class, you know. If I'm really serious to give the class, I should be here on time. <laughs> you are telling me to speak to everyone about my fault. Yeah. yeah. No, not other people. No, no, yeah, other people. Yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's like, <whew. laughs> yeah. So, if we are really eager to serve Krishna, eager to chant Hare Krishna, and then uh, we also have to be exemplary. Sometimes it's just a lip service. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I'm not doing it. Uh-huh. So, Krishna consciousness is a very wonderful process because here we can do it together, also. Uh, When you all do it together, it's so much more nice than when you're enjoying yourself. You take a plate of prasadam and you sit on your own. It's not the same as when you are eating with everyone else upstairs, you know. Like I cook and I go up and sit with everyone, see how they um, are liking it, uh, get some feedback. Not only that, when you sit with everyone, there's like Krishna Balaram. In the spiritual world, you see the pictures of Krishna Balaram. there's a painting. He's sitting with all the coward boys. And sometimes he's not even eating it. He's watching others eat. They take pleasure in serving others. God himself is associating with his devotees. So there's so much pleasure when you serve. So the idea is serving. Uh, so we're, we're the servant of the servant. Because when you serve a Vaishnava, when you serve someone, even if it's not devotional service, there's that very inner pleasure, very subtle pleasure that you give someone something, you serve on someone something, there's a good feeling in that. Then, so that subtle pleasure in Krishna consciousness is devotional, comes from devotional service. (coughs) That I'm working here in the kitchen every day and cooking and stuff and and then people have to come to take the food up, Uh, like Tim, you are now, every time you're bringing the food up and others are helping and people serving yourself a self-service, but if someone can serve you, it's it's nice attitude among ourselves, develop that attitude to serve others, serve Krishna's the food that's offered to Krishna, Krishna Prasadam. So this idea of serving is the principle of Krishna consciousness. There are four, there are four uh, Vaishnava sampradayas and one of the Sampadhyas is how to serve. The whole principle of the Vaishnava Sampradaya is one of the Sampradaya that the goal is service. Service Vaishnavas, service service to the Vaishnavas. How to develop the service attitude. I remember when I first joined in Mayapur, in, in, in Mayapur, uh, we are part of the Gurukul school. And there's this much academic, this much work. <laughs> well, thrown throw them in the toilet because they didn't have any labors those days. Everybody had to do everything. Sometime we're in the middle of eating, and they would say, finish your prasadam quick, because somebody, they chew on the sugar cane, and they spit it on the road. And we had to all come and sweep the road, all of the road in Mayapur. So, we didn't mind doing it, because it was a pleasure. And there's a building in Mayapur called the Long Building. In this long building, there is so many toilet. Uh, each, each, there's three or two floors. And we guru Gurukul boys had to clean those toilets those days, and uh, we were we were very grumpy to doing it. But when you understood what the meaning of service, we liked it after a while. I sweep the road. Sometimes you see here some people they come. Uh, they may be a very big 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 man. They come and sweep the and the temple and the and the courtyard. They understand that this is Krishna's place. And when they do some service, it's very beneficial spiritually. So um, taste, you have to develop the taste for chanting. Develop the taste for service. It's not that you get your job done and then you take off afterward. It's a service. So you do it with right frame of mind consciousness. When you do service to Krishna, cook nicely for Krishna, this I'm doing it for Krishna. It's not that we dress the deity because... Uh, Everyone's going to like it, uh, looking at the deity. God is all beautiful. He doesn't need to dress him. He's, He's supremely beautiful. He doesn't need us to dress him with garland. He's already very beautiful. But he's giving us a chance to serve him. He's giving us a chance to dress him. That is the process of deity worship, the process of devotional service. It's just like that. Krishna is giving us an opportunity Prabhupada came here and the Lord Himself came here to this world to give us the chance to serve Krishna and develop this taste to serve Him and go back to Godhead. That's the whole idea behind this process. Krishna in the spiritual world, He's pretty happy there, playing the flute. He has coward boys, the whole planet to Himself. He doesn't need to come down here because He's feeling the suffering of the conditioned souls. Paradukaduki. Living entity, there's suffering in this material world in ignorance. The devotee, he feels, uh, he feels suffering. He's seeing others are suffering. They take compassion on the fallen conditioned souls. So Krishna himself is feeling that, that suffering. He's seeing like he, those living entities turned away from him in this world. Like a child, they leave home. They say, I can do it. The parents are always feeling worried for them how I can bring them back. But sometime here in Western countries, they want you to leave home and go away, get your own, own life, get a job. But in our culture, in Vedic culture, they, they want their son and daughter to stay with their parents. Even if they have problem with family, they will go there and live with them. They want to very much spend time with the, their children. And they're worried, how are they doing, are they doing okay? They're worried, they're always worried. So similarly Krishna, in the spiritual world, he's always worried for us. The living entities in this material world. He wants us to come back to him. This is why he appears here. Wherever there is a disturbance, religious principles not followed, he comes down to establish the dharma. And he performs his, perform, performs his pastimes, Leela, to attract us to come to him. He lifts the Govardhan hill. It's such a wonderful activity. We can't lift anything. He lifts the, the hill. So we know, oh, he is Bhagavan, he is God. He can do such extraordinary activity. So, so this is, so if we can, when we hear the topics of Krishna, when we hear the glories of Krishna from the Bhagavatam, from the mouth of devotee, from the spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, then we can understand, then the path of Krishna consciousness process of devotional service becomes more clear. Clarified, when the devotee tells us. So, idea is when we, do come, when we come here, we, we not only want to see the deity, we also want to do service. That's next step, get more connected. The whole idea is to connect ourselves with Krishna Consciousness. The way to connect ourselves with Krishna Consciousness is through the mercy of the devotees. The devotees are showing us. Just like before I came here, people were calling me, are you coming? Are you uh, giving, giving, going to give the talk? Yeah, where are you? And I was going, ha ah, I, I, I wasn't informed. But I was thinking, you know. And today, I took one train that's earlier, somehow. I usually I didn't take that train. So that, may, that train got me here a bit earlier. I didn't know why. And, and, uh, and uh, there's always a reason for us that Krishna always wants us to serve him. Like I'm saying, he's thinking how I can engage uh, the living entities to serve me. But this is how it works. The devotees are media to engage us in his service. We're going to distribute books. You are in, inform, you're informing others about Krishna by giving them a book. You are their spiritual master. You are starting them off. You're the first spiritual master. You're showing them the path. You are providing knowledge by giving them the book. So practically, you are like the spiritual master to those people. So you're, you're, you're starting them, Krishna. you're connecting them. So the whole idea of Krishna consciousness is connection. Isn't it? You can have a fancy phone and and a computer and everything. In this temple also lights. But you you need about connection. There's no connection, nothing will work. Isn't it? You're punching, you you can jump on it break it because there's no connection happening. As soon as you turn the switch on, boom, there's connection. So somebody has to show us the path. So this process of devotional service is all about developing the taste. If you don't have the taste, just like when people are sick, there's a disease called jaundice. you eat sugar, it tastes like bitter. Sweet things are so nice, and you go vegan, you're nuts, you don't love sweet, Krishna eats sweets every day. First thing in the morning, he had five types of sweets, but at least we can taste a little bit. So when, you're, when you are in a good condition, when your body is functioning, when you are healthy, you can taste things very nicely. You know what it is. This is dull, this is dry, this is sweet. So when your taste is not functioning, you can't taste things. Everything tastes, you can taste, you won't be able to taste the sweet, it tastes bitter. It means you're a disease condition of life. So when you're in a healthy condition, you can taste everything in its, its proper, uh, when everything is working, your body is working, you know this is so tasty. So process of Krishna consciousness is to wash away that disease. Gradually, we start to taste the real nectar, devotional service, like mentioning, nectar of devotional service. Devotional service is nectar, such a nectar. Channing Harikas is nectar. It's not, oh God, here I go, I have to chant again. We don't have that kind of feeling. We look forward to chanting Hare Krishna. We look forward to, to associate devotees. We look forward to hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, Sravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, remembering. We look forward because we have the taste for it. If we don't have the taste for it, we have a disease condition of life. They have, in India, when someone's is bitten by a snake, they bring a, a person who we can take the, the poison out of you. They, they, they have mantra, special mantra. There's no medicine, mantra. So they chant a the mantra and gradually the person, they can take the poison out of your body. So this Maha Mantra, the holy name, it takes away our ignorance. Om Agnayati that ignorance is deep. We are deep down in the ignorance by the mercy of the spiritual master, that the ignorance has been cleared away. We can see again. Prabhupada gives the example of someone who has a, a disease called cataract in the eyes. You can't see. They cut the cataract, you can see again. So our eyes are, are, are ignorance. We have cataract. Pramanjana churita bhakti chanena. mentioned in the Brahma Samhita that we have to anoint our eyes with Pramanjana churita bhakti bilo chanena with devotion for Krishna. Then the eyes become clear again. Cut away that cataract that of ignorance. See Krishna, we can see the devotees. Our vision has become very clear. So, that vision comes from Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, associating with devotees. Then we will understand more clearly, and, and the path of Krishna consciousness becomes more clear. We can develop the taste for chanting Hare Krishna, we can develop the taste for doing devotional service. So if you're a disease condition, you can eat kitchri, you can eat pusharam, but it won't taste the same because we have we we have jandis. Even the sweet will taste bitter. So when we are in a good condition, we can taste everything very nicely. And we'll enjoy it. That is a real enjoyment of Krishna consciousness. Real enjoyment is when we can experience that that happiness of serving, that spiritual happiness. That happiness is ananda. Such ananda, ananda, bliss. It's mentioned here, bliss of Krishna consciousness. That bliss doesn't just come. You have to have enthusiasm for it. Just like in Hari Krishna. You have to sincerely chant Hare Krishna. You're calling on Krishna. Krishna's, he is he, hearing your calling. Just like if I call any of the devotees by your name, if you don't hear me, means I'm sending somebody else's name. You have to get it, get it right. Chanting Hare Krishna clearly, now nah, Hare Krishna, something else. If you chant clearly, can Krishna will hear? Oh, even bit more sincerely, feel, hear the mantra in your heart. I'm calling on Krishna. If you call some mother jeez, your daughter, your son, they call the, the parents, they want to hear who is calling, what they want. So we want Krishna's attention. We have to call on Him sincerely. Jeta darpanam marjanam. Baba maha nirva apunam. Jeta, our heart, is full of dust and ignorance. Marjanam, cleanse. cleanse the heart, marjanam, through the chanting Hare Krishna. That's the process. The process of chanting Hare Krishna is to cleanse the heart. Our heart is very dirty. It's not that you get a, show, a bar of soap from body shop and you clean here, you know, for chemical-free. They also have chemical in the, in the soap and stuff. So the process of Chani Hare Krishna, the process of devotional service, is clean away that heart. That you can't clean in another way. There's no other way to clean the heart. You have to associate with devotees. You have to Chani Hare Krishna sincerely. Lifetime! Of chanting Hare Krishna, you can chant Hare Krishna every day. This is the process. And say, oh, "I haven't got the taste," but you have to work at it. Maybe just before you die, ah, oh, you get the taste. But that's all right. You have to continue with the process till the end, not finish half away. Like you're um, doing a course, and you. You stop the course just before the exam. That doesn't gonna make any sense. You have to pass the test. To pass the test, you have to work all the way till the end. End the course by passing the exam. So the exam is the time of death. We don't know when we're gonna leave. The exam that examination at the time of death, boom, you got the taste for it. I, I, I remember I used to sell stuff for, to collect money for the temple. I went, The whole day went by. I didn't sell a cracker. I was so frustrated. And I was thinking, Krishna, you know, I, I chanted my rounds. I went to the program. I associated said, I do everything you tell, I did it. But how come the day is so horrible? I'm not able to sell anything and make one dollar for you today. So it was almost five o'clock. I was door to door whole day. Almost nearly crying, then there was one shop, and it was still open. I thought those days in the 80s, uh, shops would close by five o'clock. You remember that? And so that shop was open. I thought, ah, uh, just give it a try, you know. So I went in there. I nearly did nearly did a thousand bucks. They bought so much stuff, orders. I was thinking, I had a big realization. That my point is, we have to work till the end. None give up. At the end, you will get the result. We finish half away, ah, I can't. I'm going, these people are crazy, you know, this Hare Krishna's, I can't take it anymore. You know, there's such nice Pasharam and such nice place. I want to go somewhere else where I can associate with rogues and thieves. I don't want to be with these nice people. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) This place is too good for me. I want to go somewhere I can exercise my own nonsense. So, you have to stay and finish the course. So we may not have taste for devotional service, till the end. Don't worry about it. At the end, you will get it. Boom, oh. Radha Krishna is playing flute in front of you before he die. But before that, we have to work hard for it. We have to work hard. Not that, like I said, those, that, that man, he has two shops in the city, diamond shop. And he comes here in simple cloth, and he's sweeping the courtyard. That's what is required. Devotional service. That's what is required. Humility, hard work for Krishna, and Krishna sees oh, This is my devotee. So there's a lot of lot of attitude, Krishna consciousness attitude, devotional attitude is, is expected for my devotee, and the taste that. To, that taste to come into our heart. That's what is required, hard work, through humility, through understanding. People work hard, but for Krishna, we have to work sincerely through understanding the philosophy. Not that we work like a a machine. I got it done. But we have to understand why I'm doing it. This is to please Krishna. This is to please the Vaishnava. This is to please Prabhupada. And they are always there to watch us. Krishna is sitting in our heart. Shri Dham Sarva He's sitting in the heart of all the living entities. Shri Dam Sarva means friend. He's the, of the He's friend of all living entities. Devotees are the friend. We are real friend. If devotees don't tell you, who is going to tell you? Because sometimes devotees are very hard, very rough. Especially in my time in the 70s, they're really rough. Even you go to mangalarti they'll cut you for sharam. Yeah, they were like. And somebody would sit here with a stick, a gong stick. If you're sleeping both, they throw at you. And under the sannyasi they had a they had a, a war gun under the chadar. they go, you know, wake you up. They're pretty heavy and mean. But they were merciful in that way. Sala so Prabhupada is pretty heavy. If you got angry to you, Prabhupada got angry. You wouldn't forget in a life, it's so like fire coming. His blessing with mercy. Yeah, yeah, so nice. Yeah, hurry Prabhu. You know, it's too much nice. We don't learn. And then whack you, you know. Thank you. You know. <laughs> of course, we have to also understand and how to present the philosophy and talk to someone and but. You have to judge who is going to accept it, who is not. But at the same time, um, the mature nature is very really tough. The mature world is a very tough place. You have to work hard, get a job, freezing cold. He said, I just came on the tram. People are shaking, freezing cold, raining. They're going to work. Life is tough. And hey, you're all sitting here so nice here. Free, free warm, nice temple room. You just have to do, sit here and listen to class, sing and dance. It's a nice thing. They go out there, a big meal waiting for you, hot. They're cooking for you three times a day. You go out there, it's a really tough life. Four o'clock in the morning, people are going to work. My, one of my friends just called me, I was on the phone. He drives big truck, huge truck. Picks up uh, all the stuff, you know, uh, soil and stuff. Take it to other place. His work was cancelled because of uh, raining. He said he wants to come to the temple at 12 o'clock and have Mahaprasadam. I said, Yeah, fine. So, you know, we may have facility, material facility, but we have to always understand the real taste for Krishna is in the service. You can sit in your home, five-star, like a five-star hotel, but you're not going to. This anxiety is there underneath. The happiness, when devotees don't have anything, they come and do some service. A little bit, chant Hare Krishna. There's not much we can offer. But those little things that take us a long way in Krishna consciousness. Because the nectar of devotional service isn't a small thing. You can take a little bit of the sun a little bit of burfi. It's like having a, a tablet like vitamin B12. A doctor will tell you, you need to take vitamin B12. You just have to take a little bit of sun so You go, wow, it feels so good. It's like energized. That's bhakti. Devotion comes from tasting the offered to Krishna with devotion, by hearing about Krishna. That, that nectar comes just, just by having that little bit of that devotional attitude. So you just smile at people. They smile back, ah, oh, feels so good. That's a little bit of sincerity towards the devotee. little bit of sincerity towards Krishna. Krishna takes interest in you. Just like a devotee distributing books. You just look at them. They, turn they give you like a big pile of book straight away. They know oh, this guy is very nice. That's why they, they always look away from you. Because they know they have too much mercy for you. The devotees are so nice. They may not give you books. You touch the book. The benefit is there, just by touching it. So everything is important in Krishna consciousness. The whole idea, how to develop the taste for chanting Hare Krishna, how to develop, that's the whole key point of this verse, ruchi. That doesn't come easy. You have to, we all have to work for it. Yeah. Going back to Godhead. It's very easy, very easy. If you could work hard early in the morning, freezing cold, raining down on you with a mask on, freezing cold in Melbourne. That's why people, a lot of my friends that are not in Melbourne anymore, oh, Queensland, the warmer weather, we're not looking for a good weather. We want to go wherever they're serving Krishna is. Prabhupada went to America, this, this must snow. And devotees going on Hari Nam. This must snow. Prabhupada woke up in the morning, he says, all the buildings are painted. He never saw snow before. He is all snow covered, covered by snow. They're going Hari Nam. This must snow with boots on in Chicago. And here it is a little bit cold. Oh. <laughs> Get the umbrella and I put coat on and sit in a cozy room. When you serve Krishna hard, you accept hardship for Krishna, you're above this sense of enjoyment platform. You're, you're raised above. Krishna blesses you. You don't feel the suffering anymore. That's the attitude. That comes from hard work, serving Krishna every day. <coughs> There's a lot we can talk about. and uh, Five minutes to nine. So sometimes we, we, we don't have to speak so much. We can just give you the essence. Sometimes you speak so much, whew, 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 over your head, you don't get anything. We have, to, we have to make sure the philosophy goes down in your heart, not whew, over your head. So give the, we are giving the essence of the philosophy. The essence is service. Essence is stir, uh, taste the nectar of service. Otherwise, he's pouring water in a bucket. He may have a really nice, strong bucket, but there's a hole in the back of the bucket. No matter how long, how much water you put it put it in, the bucket's gonna be going empty because the water's going out of the, out of the bucket. There's a hole. So we, ha- we have to fill in that hole, the gap in our heart with Krishna consciousness. So clear away the dust, the dirt in our heart, and put bhakti there by chanting Hare Krishna, by, by associating devotees, Hare Krishna. Any questions? <laughs> well, thank you very much for that. Um, in, in the time. Everywhere you've written, you wrote the sweet of Krishna there's so much sweetness, that nectar. But can you give us how it becomes so sweet? I think all the devotees' feet are also full of nectar. Yeah. <coughs> of course. Devamita Maharaj. Devamita Maharaj was giving the talk the other day. And he was explaining how um, all the scriptures, they talk about Krishna's body, the eyes and the nose, the, and the limbs, very nicely. He explained very nicely, actually, uh, why it is so much emphasized. Uh, he was saying, Maharaj was saying, you know, I, it the so big deal. I also have a, a eyes and feet and, and head and, and mouth and ears. Why is it so much emphasized of Krishna's body's limbs? explained so clearly. and Because when you, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. He is the source of everything. Like when you see something very beautiful, a rose or a flower or, or any, any beautiful objects, we appreciate that. We can't take our eyes off of it because it's so beautiful. So similarly, Krishna's body, especially his feet, it's, if he I've seen Prabhupada's feet. It pretty much explains feet of a great devotee. It's like very soft, like a petal of a rose, rose petal. And Prabhupada's feet was like that on the side. And sometimes you look more clearly, they have even lines. So Krishna's feet, he's the resting place of all the living entities. So it starts from his feet. So we're supposed to meditate on Krishna's feet going upward. Then his chairs, like this. there's a system how you meditate on God, not straight on His eyes, starting from the feet. So it's like when you do yoga, when I teach, I used to do use yoga, when you're doing a relaxation, uh, starting from the feet, you meditate, relaxing, starting from three up, then your knees, back and chest and the head, eyes, relaxing each part of your body, the softening is part of your body, relaxing it, it. So similarly, there's a process when you meditate on a Krishna, looking for his feet. so His feet is the source of everything. It's not that Krishna is working hard. He has a really hard feet because he's working, you know, too many parikrama and stuff. And Krishna's feet is very soft and lotus. Feet. And I had to massage some devotee's feet, Maharaj's feet. are so tough. I am putting, oh, sweating, because they're always walking on Parikrama and Harinam. Their feet are really tough. This Govinda Maharaja is almost like elephant feet. <laughs> But Krishna's feet is very soft, <coughs> very like a lotus petal, you know. It's, so when Lord Ramachandra went to the forest, they were telling, you are a king, you are, your feet going to hurt. There's a reason for that. He was walking, so his lotus feet touched the ground, so the ground can become purified from his mercy. So he was, he was blessing the earth. He blessing the people in the forest. Prabhupada came to Melbourne. He touched feet this area. He sat on this as a sun, same throne. How blessed we are. His mercy is unto this temple. This is why this temple is so blessed. Prabhupada, he stayed here. His lotus feet touched here. So we always meditate on the feet of Krishna because Krishna's feet is the source of all the beauty, all the goodness. <clears throat> when I lived in China, they called, they said their rice, when they eat the rice, in the center of the rice, there's a little bit of a whitish thing, tiny bit. They say this is the best part of the rice. You know what I mean? There's the, there's the, the, all the goodness is in there. So similarly, in Krishna's lotus feet, is the goodness of everything. Complete beauty, complete essence of all the nectar is in that lotus feet of Krishna. So that's why in Igoro India, they jump onto your feet, sadhu's feet. So we have to have a devotees around Prabhupada. So they don't jump on his feet for the mercy. It doesn't come mercy like that. You have to do service. Like I said, you have to do devotional service. Then pure devotees will bless you. It's not that it's a shortcut. You jump on his feet and he'll bless you. He allowed some time. Prabhupada, when he used to put his flower on his feet, he didn't allow anyone to touch his feet. In fact, we never put flour on his feet directly. He had his dhoti like this. So we'd put flour in the center. Big, he had a big pile of pile of flour on top and in front of his dhoti. We didn't see his feet. His feet was under his dhoti, tucked in. And he would take this flour and throw at the devotees when the kirtan started to roar. But sometimes he would allow devotees to touch his feet. Not always. It's not that, here's my feet, everyone touch. It wasn't like that. But Krishna is very merciful, he allows us to touch his feet. So that feet is where the mercy is. I mean, even if he's not, he can put the mercy in there for us. You know. And I, sometimes I look at someone's feet, I say, oh God, he's not a lotus feet. It is so dirty and yucky. You know. When he see Krishna's feet, you know, it's so beautiful. And sometimes you see some hippies and all this, you just don't want to sit next to them even. So smelly, they didn't take a shower for days. And Just a couple days ago, uh, this guy walked in the train with his dog, and I was looking for a nice seat, and I didn't see him. And I was like, the whole time I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what, what an austerity. So when you sit next to a devotee, you smell the incense, the rose, the flower, they just came from the temple. The Pasharam smell. It's so uplifting because of the spirituality of this Krishna rubbed onto him. They go around with this thing. So Krishna's lotus feet is the is is all of that is in there. You're opening the door to all the happiness, all the beauty is the lotus feet. Starting with the feet. The rest is later. Okay? Hare Krishna. Sla ki jai.